The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. He replied and said to them, Teacher, all these things I have observed from my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go and sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus began and again said to them in reply, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, for human beings it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. Peter began to say to him, we have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, our readings today are framed by the question of this young man who runs up to Jesus and says, 
what must I do to inherit eternal life? And of course, I reframe the question because we know more than he did. And it's what must I do to be a follower of Jesus? What must I do? Because we know that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever believes in me will not uh, suffer damnation but have eternal life. So the question is, how do we follow Jesus? Our, each of our readings today give us a piece of that answer. And Jesus himself gives us the master key in the gospel that unlocks for us what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But at the same time, we can't ignore these pieces. They all, these pieces that are in the readings make up our spiritual practices that lead us to what Jesus is talking about. And in the book of wisdom, this, in this first book of wisdom, chapter 7, the person is asking for it. He's praying for prudence. He's praying for the spirit of wisdom. He's seeking God and asking for the things that he needs from God. This is indeed the very first step on being the follower of Jesus is seeking him, seeking to be with him and asking God for the things that we need on our journey. This denotes a real relationship with a real person. We ask for what we need. And secondly, in this psalm here, Psalm number 90, we get a sense, too, of gratitude. The psalmist here is grateful for all the things that God has done for them. So we, too, in the spirit of seeking God, we also need that spirit of being grateful to God for all the blessings, the benefits, the virtues, the gifts, the fruits of the Holy Spirit that are poured upon us every day of our lives. And to be grateful to God for everything he's giving us today and everything he has given in us in our life and to be grateful to God for what he will give to us. This is the, the, the gift of hope, that these good things from God will keep flowing into our lives. So we need that spirit of gratitude. So it's a spirit of seeking God, a spirit of gratitude. St. Paul, in his reading from the uh, letter to the Hebrews here, points us directly to the word of God as the third piece of the puzzle. To seek God in his holy scripture. It's wonderful we have the scriptures at Mass. They're read to us every day, but uh, we need more than that. We need to have a, a habit of reading the scriptures at home. Just like prayer. You know, we pray to God at Mass. That's good. But you have to have a prayer life at home as well to support what we do here in common. You have to have a personal practice of prayer and a personal practice of reading the scriptures. And St. Paul says that the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to discern the reflections of the heart. This word of God, so the Bible, we must, you know, spend time with knowing the word of God and being in the word of God because, you know, there's power in the word of God. The power to change my life, the power to change your life. And then in the gospel, of course, Jesus directs the young man to do good works of mercy. This is another part of uh, following Christ. We, we do the works of mercy. We help the poor. We do good to our enemies. We pray for the whole world. All these are parts of following Jesus. And then he gives us the master key to being a disciple of Jesus. And this is what all these other things lead up to and help us do. 
Otherwise, they're not leading to anything. So our spiritual practices lead up to our surrender to God. That's why Dominicans wear white. If you tie a white rag on a stick and wave it in the air, it means I surrender. We are called to surrender to God. God is asking us today, Jesus is asking each one of us today to give up our plans, to give up our backup plans, to give up our safety net, and to follow him, to do with our lives what he would have us to do, what his will is for our lives. This is surrendering to God. It's what every saint does, friends. When a saint surrenders their will to God and their will and God's will become the same thing, that's when you're a saint because your will is now doing what God's will is. So how do we do this surrender to God? I'm going to give you five personal spiritual practices for your own and then five communal practices that we practice as a community. Five and five. And I think these practices help us and keep us on the road of surrendering our will to God. The first five are all S's. The first one is silence. Spending some time in silent prayer with God. If we do all the talking in prayer, how how are we going to hear his voice? So spending time in prayer and silence, saying to God, speak, Lord, your servant listens. And then closing our mouths and our minds and opening our minds and hearts to God, letting him speak to us. The second is the scripture, having this practice of the scriptures at home. We must read the scripture, we must pray with the scripture, and we must study the scripture. And this study, too, we must study also our faith, because study is a way to God. We study our faith, and we study the lives of the saints, because in the lives of the saints, we see how to get to heaven. So, silence, scripture, studying the faith, studying the saints, and the last one is supplication, as we started out with the Book of Wisdom, asking God for these things. Jesus says, Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So asking him for these gifts of of surrendering our will to him. And then the, the ones we do in communal, the ones we do together as a group, you know them well too. They are going to confession regular basis going to the Holy Mass, uh, the spiritual works of mercy, especially forgiveness, forgiving those who have hurt us, and the, uh, the corporal works of mercy, taking care of the poor. And find the last one is evangelizing, telling other people about Jesus, talking about Jesus with other people. It's so natural. We talk about many things with people, books, movies, things that are going on in our life, but telling people about the goodness and, uh, and the love of Jesus. So these practices, your spiritual practices, should keep you on this road to surrendering to God. We have to be honest with ourselves. What are my spiritual practices leading me to? Are they leading me to this surrender of my will to God's will? And if not, we've got to get some new ones. There's only two directions. We're either going towards God or away from God. There's not even standing still. We're going either towards God or away from God. And that is the ultimate truth of our lives. We will spend the rest of our lives with God, including the time on this earth and the time in heaven, or we will gradually be more and more separated from him. Just think of River Forest, 
Oak Park, Chicago, and um, Elmwood Park across the street here. Just think of this area. What's going to be here in a thousand years? This church probably won't be here. It's all going to be different. It's all going to be changed. But we will be either with God or we will have separated ourselves from God for all eternity. 